Hey newbies, from time to time, sometimes we like spit out words that we may have covered before and it's an accident. But if we ever do that and don't explain some of the lingo, you can go to nftsfornewbies.com and get a lingo guide or just an NFT newbie guide altogether. That's going to probably save you some time, uh, maybe save you a DM and just have a reference so that way you can educate yourself on your off time if you'd like. And if you get any of those guides, then you will get our newsletter every week, every Wednesday, that is. And you will see what we've been up to, what we've released, and where you can find us. Let's get to the show. Listen, y'all, listen. When you think about NFTs, a lot of times you think about all this cartoon art. And I've had a lot of people say to me, why would I need cartoon art? They don't understand that there is a whole world with NFTs. The utility of it is insane. There's a metaverse going on. There's cartoon characters chasing after us. We're going to be doing work from a mountaintop with zombies chasing us. Okay, I'm getting a little bit ridiculous, y'all. But now we have Grant Flannery with us to tell us about utility of NFTs. Look, are you interested in investing or collecting NFTs but are overwhelmed with all the information? Heather and I were true, true NFT newbies. We're going to break it down as we're learning, as we wander unafraid into the world of digital art. Listen, y'all, we're going to cure you of your FOMO, mildly educate you, and give our unqualified opinions and hopefully have a lot of laughs along the way. Grant, so thank you for joining us. Uh, I find it really interesting that as we were just talking, I saw you're in advertising, actually. And I want to tell you, I saw something really special about you. Your LinkedIn picture is actually an NFT. I'm like, I've not seen that yet. I'm like, whoa, like Twitter, normal. LinkedIn, (laughs) blasphemy. (laughs) But I think that's a bold move. I love that move. But Heather and I, we got introduced to you in House of Kiba. And look, we told you right before we started, our audience, we've talked about NFTs, like the kind of JPEG style, like it's art. This is what it means. You have your wallet. It could get you into a concert. It could get you some extra this or extra that, but nothing AR, VR, or metaverse related. And I'm not even sure where to pull the onion back on that, but we would love if you could hook us up a little bit and talk to us about uh, what you do, but how the application of what you deal with applies to the world. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think um, just to give a bit of background. So I work for House of Kiba. So uh, I'm head of new business and marketing at House of Kiba. But our entire reason for existing is really to help uh, add utility to different tokens. We obviously have our own tokens that we've created in NFTs, and we've got two of them. So one uh, is a Genesis membership, um, which there's only 809 of, which gives you access to monthly drops for the rest of your life. Um, and that's the utility token there. So the people that bought in early are very happy. Um, And then as we've continued building the company, uh, we released our own uh, NFT avatar, which was called Gen X. And that's what we're building out as far as the world. And when we talk about metaverses, there's a couple of different ones. Obviously, there's Sandbox, which is more of a voxel type graphic um, and a little bit more kind of 8-bit style if you're used to the old types of gaming elements. Like, was that Wolf Game? Yeah, Wolf Game is definitely more of a voxel type thing. I don't think What's that's voxel? in Sandbox. A voxel is just the type of graphic. Okay, um, I knew that. So yeah, it's it's nothing more technical than us putting a word on something for no reason. But um, let, let me let me even uh, we're going to stop you again. <laughs> NFTs for newbies here. I I, I don't want to leave anybody behind. You're saying the word token and NFT in the same sentence. Can you differentiate between the two? 
No, I mean, they're the same thing. They're the exact same thing, interchangeable. We call them tokens more because they're kind of access tokens, I guess. Um, but yeah, essentially, you know, they, they are the same thing. NFTs is the broader base and then the token is the individual element. So we develop utility on the back of a token. So if you think about a 2D cartoon drawing, for example, and the best one that we can talk about at the moment because we're doing work for them is uh, the Guttercat Gang. Um, essentially, that's a 2D token that we're actually creating an entirely new world for. And when we say new world, we mean a digital virtual world. So this is not going to be in the real world by any stretch of the imagination. It's creating, a, I suppose, almost a different universe um, for you to hang out, interact, share, see people as a cat maybe, see people as a human maybe, um, and really just kind of develop relationships and connections that I suppose go beyond just tweeting at each other or DMing each other and really just kind of develop that cartoon character into your own persona as such. If we die in the metaverse, do we get another life? Like what happens there? We will give you another life. I don't okay, think it's checking. quite like Inception just yet, but um, it, it might get there. That's where my mind went. <laughs> it's like, instead of saying, honey, I'm going to Vegas, and what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. It's like, I'm going to the couch, and what happens in, uh, in the metaverse stays in the metaverse. Don't worry. Correct. 100% right. So this is like visiting different worlds. And yeah, I'm sure that every place on Earth will be replicated eventually as far as you can take a virtual trip to Paris, you can take a virtual trip to Italy or, you know, wherever you want to go down to Australia. Molto bene. I'll, de- I'll, I'll go. Yeah, I'll, go. Exactly. I'll go. Heather, but, Heather um, you have a look. Sorry, I have to say this. She has a look on her face that I am feeling in my body. And I think, Grant, we just need to ask a very, like, simple question. If anyone is listening, what are you supposed to do when you show up in the metaverse? Like, if you gave me something right now, I'd be like, I'd, I, what do I do? Like, what is supposed to happen? You go find the lady in the red dress. That's what you go do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, go and find the lady in the red dress. But I mean, there's lots of different things that are being built out. So there's activities, um, you know, so where you can play games against each other. There's more kind of play to earn stuff. So you could be doing tasks and then earning money or rewards or Ethereum for that. And you could, you know, be just hanging out and having a conversation, which is a little bit more in depth than, you know, a social interaction. So you could have for example, two 3D cats talking to each other face-to-face um, as opposed to just through Twitter. But the majority of it is really to look at how do we develop gameplay and interactions with those avatars. So, for example, a gutter cat and a bored ape could be having a conversation or they could be wrestling or fighting or whatever they want, really, is is essentially the way that we you know, play around in the metaverse. Grant, hey, so... I got so many questions, but listen, I, I guess my biggest one is why, like what is big picture wise? I think a lot of people are either really pumped about this metaverse or they're totally freaked out. And if you think about it just from like a business perspective, a human kind perspective, like what is the advantage? What are the perks? What are we moving towards outside of like gaming and these weird, interesting things we can do? Why are we heading this direction? Yeah, I mean, I think what we're really interested in uh, at House of Kiba is the social interaction part. There's a lot of people that would never be able to see each other face-to-face, if you want to call it that. You know, some people can't travel, some people can't 
have different experiences. So it really, I suppose, breaks down a lot of social barriers. And I think we see the metaverse as the next iteration of social media. Social media can only go so far. And obviously, you guys have seen Facebook, uh, you know, talking about releasing their own metaverse. So it does make sense as far as what the next iteration of a social interaction could be. Um, But the real benefit is just that it's about connection. And I think, you know, it's a space where a lot of people are, you know, from all different walks of life. And I think that's what the beauty of NFTs are as well, that it does break down a lot of barriers, whether it's socioeconomical, whether it's race, whether it's, you know, kind of gender or anything like that. And it allows people to connect in a different way. And I think being able to almost feel like you're in the room with someone, even though you're, you know, maybe 6,000 miles apart. Um, it really helps in that kind of connection part. Um, you know, it would have been incredibly helpful during COVID times to be able to jump in the metaverse and potentially see your loved ones or potentially see you know, friends and family that you haven't seen. I'm just thinking of all the marital fights with this. That's all I'm thinking about. <laughs> yes, yes, it's going to be um, it's going to be very, very interesting to see how much time people uh, spend and play in the metaverse. That's for sure. Hey guys, we're going to take a really quick break to let you know about a course that I went through that I really loved and it's called NFTs Simplified. Now, this is from Sean Specie, who came out with this really short, easy to digest NFT course to help brand new newbies learn the how and why behind NFTs, how to buy NFTs, what in the world is minting phase, secondary market, a little bit about security. I originally connected with Sean because I loved his graphics and the way that he was able to draw out and literally simplify this whole NFT game. And even being in the space for quite a while and understanding some of these basic concepts when I went through the course, I just loved it and actually learned some things. It's linked up in the show notes. It's NFTs simplified and it's only 19 bucks. So click over there, grab the course. If you're like me and you need to see things visually drawn out, Sean's going to help you out. Again, that is NFTs Simplified. My assumption is that when most people think of NFTs, you know, you, you mentioned Bored Apes. You met, like, we think of digital art, not necessarily kind of the metaverse yet, or, you know, having something where you can move around and it actually gives you utility to engage in a community. For you guys, though, like, as if you do it right, which I'm sure you will, and the community starts to expand and peop- the buzz, you know, the word of mouth will travel, people want to be part of it. What kind of pressure does that put on you guys to be like, well, we need to build a restaurant in the metaverse, like uh, immediately, everyone's getting hungry. I mean, I, I don't even know, but like you have to you have to think so far ahead because the desire is just going to increase. Yeah, no, you're 100% right. The desire will increase. Um, that's kind of what we're doing as far as scaling at the moment. Um, we're also building uh, what we call environments. So just to break down what an environment is for us, it's essentially if you wanted to be in the desert, if you wanted to be in a snowscape, if you wanted to be in a rainforest, you could essentially purchase those environments and build within them. So you could build a house, you could build a restaurant, you could build xyz and i think that's the other thing that will happen eventually is that um you know the the average kind of joe will be able to build things based on what they can purchase so i think you're right it will need to be fast it will need to kind of keep up with demand and i think that's where the teams that are going to, to succeed the most are the ones that are kind of building out their teams whether that be you know internationally whether that be locally those types of things so you can you can only build as fast as everything and i think 
our pipeline is is kind of incredible as far as what um, people want to build with the metaverse. And I think you know our gutter cat stuff and our own stuff is you know further ahead than most. Um, and then we just released a teaser which was about a treehouse that you could actually use in the middle of the rainforest to display your NFTs as a gallery. So that's another interesting thing that we can we can put together. So you, you can't necessarily always show people your JPEGs, but you could, you know, create a gallery for you to view them or other people to go and interact with them or see, you know, what you have beyond just scrolling through your OpenSea. I got a newbie question. So you said there's like multiple metaverses and I think I, I'm under this this thought that there's gonna be the plural's metavi. I made that <laughs> I made that up, I think. Anyways, <laughs> I, I guess I keep thinking about like we're either in the metaverse or not, but like all these companies are creating their own metaverses. And so essentially we'll kind of have a choice of like which reality and which world we go into. Correct. Yeah. So I think metaverse is like the overall term and then each brand will have their own type of metaverse. So Sandbox, as I was saying, have one type of metaverse, which graphics are a little bit different. Uh, Decentraland have another type, which their graphics are a little bit more HD or that type of element, um, Seminium Space are another big player. And then our graphics that we're creating are currently based on real life. So we're trying to do it as realistic as possible. And everything that we kind of bring to life is just that. It'll be and feel like you're actually talking to human beings and face-to-face. So we're trying to get the right graphics capabilities to be able to do that as well and make sure that the uh, animals that we bring to life, whether it's cats, dogs, rats, pigeons, God knows what else we can bring to life. They actually feel realistic as well, and the movement is true, and it feels like you're watching a DreamWorks animation at the same time. <laughs> all right. Heather. That's all I got. That's cool. I, I, I mean, hopefully in a couple of years there will be like a unicorn dreamland where my daughters can just hang out for like, instead of binge-watch Netflix, I'll just be like, go to the metaverse, bye. Let's sit on the couch and go to the metaverse. So Exactly. Uh, Grant, <laughs> last question is, if someone has invested, if any of our newbie listeners have invested and, and maybe they've got uh, you know, someone from the Base Fish Mafia or, or a V-Friend or who knows what, you know, a, a kind of, I don't want to say standard NFT, but at what point or how would they make a decision on trying to get something that's a little bit, a little bit more AR-related or VR-related, like something from, from you guys? Yeah, I mean, I think it, it's really personal preference as far as how deep you want to go into this world. I think there's a lot of people that are more than happy to to have a JPEG that is just a JPEG, and then there's other people that want to have a full experience. Um, and what we're creating is it will be desktop versions and mobile phone versions. There will also be VR headset versions that are a lot more immersive and a lot more kind of take you into that entirely new world. But I think if you're really interested in AR and VR, um, obviously I'd recommend House of Keeper, but there are a lot of other companies that we're working with that are partners that have a standard 2D NFT um, and we're trying to create that utility on top of it. So like the gutter cats, if you own that, then you can come into the world of, of 3D cats. And if you see some of their trailers uh, recently, just in regards to the 3D models and how they've come to life. That's you know a testament to kind of what they're building. But it really depends how deep you want to get into this world. I think if you're quite happy just trading, then you know stick there. And if that's your kind of crosshair, then definitely do it. If you want deeper levels of interaction, then look for you know projects that are 
adapting themselves to build in metaverses, um, like a Soundbox, like a House of Kiva, the brands that they're partnering with. With that being said, Grant, where can people connect with you and stalk you online? <laughs> you can definitely connect with me on Twitter. Um, so my Twitter handle is just at Grant Pat. You can also obviously follow at House of Kiba. So it's K-I-B-A-A, just in case anyone spells it wrong. But yeah, feel free to follow us on that. Or if you want to be a, a normie like most people, you can follow me on LinkedIn, I guess. that's uh, I'll, be the, I'll be the one with a, a king camo cat. I love it. I think that's a boss move. And Heather, we have a question. This is our final question. It's a random question from our interview deck. If you could read it, Heather. It says, if you or your partner were pregnant, where would be the worst place to go into labor? We've already asked that question on the show. Pick another one. We have? Yeah, okay. The, gummy, the metaverse. The gummy, not the, the gummy bear. All right. Kenzie can cut that part out. <laughs> All right. Let me, okay, here we go. Um, I'll just ask this one in the interest of time. If you were given $1,000 to spend on your closest friend, what would you get them? Uh, I would get them an NFT. I knew it. Of course. <laughs> what would you get them? Not House of Kiba and not a gutter cat. $1,000. So what do we, it's like point two. Just trying to work, not much, <laughs> just right? trying to work it's out. It's like a stare in the base. Yeah, it's not, it's not a lot. Um, so I you think. You could buy a toilet in the metaverse. I would actually, you know, if, if it was someone getting into NFTs and wanted to experience the world, I think I'd probably put them in the same uh, way that I got into it, which was NBA Top Shot, um, if they were a sports fan. Nice. So I'd maybe buy them a couple of uh, rare NBA Top Shots just to get them started because uh, it's very much a gateway drug. Mm. Thank you so much uh, for being on. And everyone, he told you where to follow him and how's Akiba. So do that and we will see you next time. <laughs>